I know you're out there. I can feel you now. I know that you're afraid. You're afraid of us. You're afraid of change. I don't know the future. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. I'm going to hang up this phone, and then I'm going to show these people what you don't want them to see. I'm going to show them a world without you. A world without rules and controls, without borders or boundaries. A world where anything is possible. Where we go from there is a choice I leave to you. Am I the only one here tonight Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me I'm not Who thinks of taking all the good we got And turning it back Hell, I'll be damned I think I'm turning into my old man Am I the only one willing to bleed Take a bullet for being free Screaming what the fuck at my TV For telling me, yeah, you telling me Am I the only one not brainwashed Making my way through the land of the lost Who still gives a shit and worries about his kids As they try to undo all the things he did Am I the only one who can't take no more screaming If you don't like it, there's a fucking door This ain't the freedom we've been fighting for it was something more, yeah, it was something more Am I the only one willing to fight For my love of the red and white and the blue Burning on the ground, another statue coming down in a town the only one Am 
am I the only one sitting here Still holding on, holding back my tears For the ones who paid with the lives they gave God bless the USA I love that song. Anyway, welcome back to the Patriot Party Podcast. I'm the Mick, and with me, of course, is my beloved better half. Lynn. Hello, Patriots. I get it. The camera's bouncing. Hey, we're still in a war footing. All right, look. Stop bouncing the camera. We're trying our hardest. Stop leaning on the table. What else do you want me to do? Don't touch the table. All right, well, I'm not allowed to touch (laughs) the table anymore, peeps. Anyway, tonight, uh, we had Dr. Mark Sherwood on. Wow, uh, another great interview. Absolutely. And he's a great dude. I, I, I really do love having him on because, holy crap, uh, he brings a lot of different things. And tonight it was really funny because when we started this, I was playing this in the background just as an alternate, something in the green room, something you could listen to while he's waiting to get on air with us. Yep. And uh, he, he got on, the first thing he said to me, he's like, Mick, I love that song. He was like, why'd you stop it? I was enjoying it. I was really enjoying it. He's like, I hope this is the right one. And I was like, the right one, Doc? And he's like, yeah, the right one. I was like, oh, you mean the, like, swear one? He's like, absolutely. He's just like, that's one time I don't mind it. So, either way, that's why we play that tonight. Um, Great conversation, though. Had a lot of good stuff to talk about. You know, he always brings a mix of... The medical information and the real life common sense information, you know, because it's so easy to get hung up in the medical jargon that half of us don't understand. Um, He makes it so that you can understand it so that even when he goes into that medical jargon, you still get, you still understand what he's talking about. And he brings it back around so that you see how it impacts you and your life directly. And this episode was all about the kids. We said in the last one that we were going to talk about the kids and how they're coming after our children. And they are. Don't, do not doubt they are coming for your kids. Um, so we debunked a couple things like how they're currently normalizing heart attacks and strokes for kids. They're not normal. And you hear it right out of Dr. Sherwood's mouth. They are not normal. So uh, this was... A fantastic episode. Actually, I really jumped in on the medical part there. There was a bunch of parts there that I got way deep on the medical part. And Dr. Sherwood was even like, uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> but I, hey, he, he didn't say I was wrong, though. So. No, he, he said you were right. So that was that was good. And he was, he was not one to be shy. If you're wrong, he'll call you out. Yeah, oh, oh, I know he will. He is not scared. He called out a couple other people on this one. And I was like, oh. <laughs> So good. either way, 
Uh, but again, he is running for the governor of Oklahoma. So look, Oklahoma, no shit. Seriously. Uh, here's your guy. This is the dude. Uh, I can't speak highly enough about him. We support him, endorse him. Um, We're going to try and get out there so we can speak at one of his rallies like we spoke at Dr. Candace Taylor's rally this past weekend. That is accurate. And he is an America First candidate. I can tell you wholeheartedly right now, he is certified through MAGA. Um, We're uh, still working on Candace. She should be, hopefully, I'm hoping to present her with a button. I'm hoping that That MAGA MAGA gives me the button to give to her. Maybe in Dallas. That would be outstanding because she is no joke i am telling you folks if you don't know this woman yet if you haven't gone out and learned about candace taylor if you have not gone out and learned about dr mark sherwood please go out there take five minutes out of your time it's not a waste of time go Trust to me. sherwood2022.com and you can see his platform if you're interested in the politics side of it if you're interested in the health and functional medicine side of it not just drugs but all of the all of your health your spiritual your mental and your physical health Go to Sherwood.tv slash Patriot Party. You can get his free ebook. You can get supplements. You can even get uh, genetic testing. But, but just listen. Do me a favor. Just take a minute. If you live in Oklahoma, you're going to vote in the next election in Oklahoma. Please do me a favor. Go and listen to Dr. Sherwood. If you're going to vote in Georgia, go listen to Candace Taylor. Please. If you're going to vote in California, just take a minute. Go listen to Dr. Cordy Williams. These, look, they're doctors for a reason. I'm doing this because I'm not a doctor. And you didn't stay at a Holiday Inn Express last night. Exactly. <laughs> and that was a horrible joke. And that was a horrible time to put but that in there. you use it all the I time. I do. Yeah, I really do. But either way, I do this because I'm not a doctor. If I was a, if I have my doctorate in anything, my doctorate is in freedom. I, I'll give you that. I have a player hating degree in freedom. I, I mean, you might also have a doctorate in shooting people. Yeah, I'm pretty good at that too. But <laughs> we don't like that. We don't condone violence, I thought. Only against each other. Oh, okay. See, now, we're, now, we're, sitting now we're sitting next to each other. other. <laughs> See all the fun we can have? Shit. It's just this, got really this interesting. Is be this, is, this is a problem. Because but Mick did reveal some very. Important personal news on this show. This is correct. And he is not not allowed to mess with me for the next nine months, seven months. So, so the only one who will be getting hit on the show will be Mick. (sighs) Otherwise, I expect all of you to take my side and yell at him. Well, they will. I know they will. You know they will. They always do. (laughs) Shit, I never get anything in heads. Either way, um, thank you, Matt King. Long story short, folks, this is a great interview, though. I'm I'm serious, though. If you really you want to learn about these folks, I, I always get asked the question, well, how do I learn about these candidates? Go listen. Seriously, show up. Show up. Just listen to them. See what they got to say. Uh, I We had literally, I watched it this weekend. We had this lady that was standing in front of us. No, no crap. This is no bullshit. We're standing there getting ready to go up to speak for Candace. And uh, we were getting ready to go introduce her on the stage. And we're sitting there, and me and V-Lynn are just sitting there, and we're going over what we're going to say. And this lady walks up, and she goes, who is this? Yeah. What are you all here for? And she's the nicest lady. Nicest I, lady I mean, in the world. We probably spent like 
don't know, 30 minutes talking to her. More and than then that, after, 45 and, minutes. Yeah, and then she minutes. came and gave yep. us a hug um, before we left. And really sweet lady. Um, but we're sitting there and she goes, who is this? Who, who are you all here for? And I was like, uh, I looked at her and I was like, well, man, this is for Dr. Candace Taylor. She's running for governor of Georgia. She's like, I've never heard of this person before. I was like, well, do me a favor. Just give her about five minutes. Listen to her. Tell yeah. me what you think. Because I'm telling you right now, what you've heard is not true. And she sat there and she was like, really? I was like, yeah, <laughs> there's nothing true on TV, ma'am. I said, trust, but verify. You have to do that. You have to trust, but verify. Verify first. I always tell people that. And uh, she sat there and she looked at me like I was crazy. And uh, she's like, well, who are you? I was like, I'm nobody. I'm just here. I'm here <laughs> to support her. And she was like, oh. And then V-Line started talking to her. And then all of a sudden, we're being called up the stage. And she goes, wait a minute. Who are you again? <laughs> we're like... Oh, well, we have a, a small podcast. We have a small podcast. Very small. Feel free to listen. And, Even though it's 188th you know. and apparently in Canada now. Uh, hey. Didn't know that, but. We, hey, Canada, you know, as killing as, it. as much as Mick calls you out, we, we love you up in Canada. Killing so. it. Because, I mean, apparently we're killing Mick, it. Mick's banned from Canada. For, yeah. For all of you that are listening Rest from life. Canada. Mick, Mick but either way, we Canada. went up there, we introduced her, and then Dr. Ka Taylor got up there and she spoke. And by the time. Candace was done. This lady turned around, hugged us, kissed us, said, thank you so much and for everything, has another everything that you just taught me. I did not know that this woman existed. And there's another one. Just one. I'm, I'm just saying that's just a real odd occurrence, but it happened just this weekend and I was really impressed to see it happen. I mean, literally right in front of us. Yeah, but you know, it's it's one at a time. That's, that's what a grassroots campaign is really about. And I think both... Dr. Taylor and Dr. Sherwood really have true grassroots campaigns. Oh, yeah. Um, in the pre-show, we were talking about stumping because that's really what... Dr. Cordy Williams does, too. Well, yeah, but that's that's really what, what Candace Taylor was doing this weekend and what exactly. she does all the time. She's stumping, right? So back in the day, <clears throat> at the beginning of our country, politicians would go from town to town and they would stand on a stump in the middle of the square and they would talk about their platform. That's pretty much what Candace is doing. That's pretty much what... Dr. Mark is doing. It's pretty much what Dr. Cordy's doing. And that's how you reach people because politicians are just, and I'm not talking about Dr. Candace or Dr. Mark or Dr. Cordy. I'm talking about politicians. They are paid performers. They are polished politicians. Not, not only They're that, not real people. Not only that, the one thing I love about like Candace, Dr. Sherwood, and Dr. Williams, all three of them, uh, we're going to do four years and that's it. We're done. We're yeah, out. Done. We're going to do We're going to go in, we're going to fix it and we're done. And we're out. So listen, folks, again, for people who are going to show up for only two terms and then walk, that means they're not going to be in there for a lifetime. That means they're fighting for what we need and what we want. And if there's one thing about this song that now I really do love, it's we're not the only ones. There's, Another group out there that are willing to stand in front of everybody else, take all the heat, go up there. They're going to fight for two terms and then they're out. But don't take this intro the wrong way because we really didn't talk about politics at all in this interview with Dr. Not Sherwood. towards the end. Not towards a, the little, end. a little because, bit at the end, like the last, I had five, to. the last five minutes, I had of to. course you had to. But No, um, no, but it's, I mean, no, I mean think of about course, what because came, he's running for governor. What else came out in the news? I mean. That's no, the huge part. Ab absolutely. And, and that was also related to what we were talking about because we were talking about 
vaccines, both traditional and the COVID vax and kids and how they're, you know, trying to coerce our kids as they've been coercing adults. So um, this was, this is really important if you have kids. This is about, this is about our future. This is about the future of humanity. Next four generations. Seriously. So, um, and of course, again, go to Sherwood.tv slash Patriot Party. You can save 10% on your order when you use the promo code Patriot Party there to get supplements, um, genetic testing, all, all kinds of good stuff. Um, if you are currently sick or you want some hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin for your oh shit box, uh, you can, I believe, get them from Dr. Sherwood. You can yep. also get them from Dr. Stella, Dr. Stella Manual. Go to drstellamd.com, D R S T E L L amd.com and save 5% on your teledoc visit, your scripts and her amazing vitamins as well uh, with the promo code defiant. She's also got an all in one vitamin. That's a killer, but yeah, that's what I just said. Her amazing vitamins. Yeah. So it's, it's all in one. <laughs> it's because, an all in one. Instead of taking seven vitamins in one day, you can just take this one. Seriously. And Cause you one know, and done. My, my mom, I'm simple minded. If I you like guys to have one and done. Listen to us before, you know that my mom just recently had COVID just before we went to Denver and we were worried that, she wouldn't be able to watch our kids while we were gone and we might not be able to go to Denver. And we called Dr. Stella and she overnighted her hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin. And she was right as rain in four days. But before she got the hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin, I went out and I bought her a whole bunch of vitamins. And she was like, I can't take all these, even though they were gummies. She's like, I can't take all these. And I I mean, it was like a, a dinner plate full of vitamins. There were so many of them. She was literally bored in four days. Yes. Just but throwing so it out when there I, to show you the magnitude of the how effects quickly it works. of ivermectin works. I <laughs> mean, it is it amazing. Um, and, but, you know, I ordered the vitamins with her ivermectin. And I ordered her ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. We held off on the hydroxychloroquine for my mom just because she's previously had heart issues and we didn't want to risk it. Um, but the ivermectin by itself with the vitamins worked great. Two doses, she was right as rain. And she watched her kids while we went out of town. Um, but that one vitamin that came in too, you know, I just, I put it in with her, her daily morning pills and it's just, that's it. It's one vitamin instead of having to take a dinner plate full of vitamins every single day. So that's really important too. Obviously. And then uh, also don't forget, it's coming up on Black Friday. We're we're not too far away from it. And uh, Vlin, it keeps reminding me that her birthday is like in less than two days. A couple, My birthday's in two days. Two days thank yeah. you very much. I haven't ordered nothing, so but we're screwed. A good but night's sleep either way. is just as important to your health as vitamins and proper medication. Honestly, a good and Doctor Sherwood will tell you this, and it's in his ebook. I know you haven't, you've never ordered me anything for my birthday. I buy my own damn presents with your credit card. Thank you very much. Anyway. Um, like you're supposed to, like in, a good Yes. Wife. In Dr. Sherwood's ebook, he talks about how a good night's sleep is one of the most integral parts of your overall wellness. So look, just go to MyPillow.com, enter the promo code DEFIANT, you'll save up to 66% on any, of, uh, any part of your order. The mattress topper is phenomenal. That is well worth it. With the Giza Dream Sheets in com com conjunction, wow, you're talking life-altering. It is life-altering, folks. I'm telling you right now, it, take it from somebody who doesn't sleep well, but four or five hours a night, for those four or five hours, I am out. I'm out like a baby. You could try to wake me. Good luck. It's not happening. Um, yeah, I've killed a lot of people. And you still complain about my snoring all the time. It's because it vibrates. The <laughs> 
pictures on the wall. <laughs> like, okay. Not that we have pictures on the wall anymore. <laughs> no, so I can't complain about house, that. So there's nothing so there. So there's a possibility I might yes, get better but, sleep now. And honestly, I would sleep in my my pillow slippers if it wasn't for the fact that I wear them everywhere and the soles are dirty. So I don't want to bring them into bed. But otherwise, I, I don't want to get the Giza Dream Sheets dirty with the soles of my my pillow slippers. So look, you can get my pillow slippers. The whole bit. Get the my pillow towels as well. Oh, they're they, so amazing. We like wash them. Uh, I don't know. They got softer. They got yeah. like 10 times softer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't even know that was possible with towels. Yeah. Well, apparently it is. It is. When you're using the real cotton. Actual it worked, cotton. It worked like a champ. So folks, go get the my pillow towels. You'll get a set of six. What is it? Hand towels. Yeah, um, hand towels, washcloths, and yeah. and two full size towels, and actual full size towels. Actually, not those, worth like, it. Little half-ass Go towels. get it. Uh, we got uh, both of us slept on the way back from Denver. We had our uh, travel pillow, the roll and go pillow. Wow. Yeah, it was um, great. We actually shared the yes. tiny little roll and go pillow. We were like sleeping against like, each other. Head. I put it the pillow on his really shoulder weird. and put and my mask down. I pulled my mask down, and I was just like. And he did not almost get arrested. I almost got arrested for something totally different. But I he, did not did cuss not. at a lady, but I made her feel this big. I did we cuss done. at a lady, and I got accused of assault. But yeah. anyway, that's a whole other story. We'll get we'll, into that we'll later. That we always podcast. have something There's happen to always us a on story the when we travel. Visit. When we go to Texas next month, we're driving. I don't so, care how long it takes. When Also, the clothes you wear, obviously very important, so important. because the way you dress tells everybody who you are if you want to feel good about the clothes you're wearing please cultural life 1972 buy our first sponsor by far never forget them they get the longest spot first sponsors always get the longest spot i don't care what radio show you're listening to <laughs> um you could be listening to dan bongino first sponsor gets the longest spot uh our first sponsor cultural life 1972 something i support wholeheartedly all the way down to every ounce of my bones please Go out there, get something for your wife, get something for your girlfriend. Feel good about the clothes you're getting them because this is something that is, and they should feel good about the clothes they're wearing. Uh, this is something they go out into public saying, look, I support a culture of life, not a culture of death. A culture of death means that you're aborting kids. Culture of life means you're supporting the right to life. And that is the most important part of this. I support every life. Doesn't matter what it is, no matter how much I want to kill it later on. It is a culture of life They're until they're old enough to make that decision to do something stupid that I have to go finish them. That's a separate issue. Okay. So I almost said this during the interview, but I wasn't sure how Dr. Sherwood was going to take it. So I, for once, bit my tongue. Um, but that's an amazing I thing. I know. Folks. But since you just brought it up, I was seriously considering, I think I've gotten to the point where when our teenager really pisses me off, I'm, I'm going to. My new threat is don't make me sign you up for the death jab. Ooh, <laughs> that's a good one. Because right. it would make his <laughs> butthole pucker. Threat. He'd be like, well, you want me yeah. to die, mom? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Could you imagine that? He'd be like, mom, what did I do? Seriously. I don't want to die. Oh, my God. That's that's actually hysterical. Either way, folks. And, this is and liberals would consider that legal. It's it's just, you know, it's just a late term abortion. <laughs> <laughs> that's really late that's so fucked up so fucked up <laughs> either way folks listen we cultural don't life, condone that we support life we support the right to life I no am, matter how annoying your teenager is I'm a Catholic huge Catholic been a Catholic most all of my life um, listen this is something really it's near and dear to me I 
I support it wholeheartedly. Uh, I go to church and she's like, what are you getting that money you know to? what? And I'm, 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 I'm giving it to the, to support abortions to stop abortions um we've given a lot of money especially down here in savannah we've gone down to the abortion shelter we 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 do everything that normal catholics do standing outside holding signs up in silence not about anything more than think about your kid we actually gave a whole machine um the uh the the 360 or 3d that yeah the 3d ultrasound ultrasound and i'm telling you it made a difference i hope I don't know if it did. I pray that it did. I think it did. My my point is this: is this is something like this lady started it. She's trying to start that with her kids. She has three daughters. All three of her daughters are involved in this company. Look, this is something to support. This is a great thing. It's not stupid. It's not well. It's only going to last for like a week. No, this is awesome, and I completely support what she's doing. I completely agree with what she's doing. So do me a favor. Go out, give her a hand, spend a couple bucks, get yourself a t-shirt. Um, if you're getting your daughters, your wives or anything, get them something that says, look, I support something that means life, not something that means death. And you know, I'm I'm not such a good Catholic. We joke about that a lot. Um, I'm a very spiritual person and I have a tremendous amount of faith, but I'm not a good Catholic. But I am a mom and I've carried babies in me before and I'm carrying another one right now and feeling that as you'll find out life (laughs) grow inside you and you know I I would joke when I was pregnant that I had an alien in my belly and there's multiple reasons for that but feeling that life grow inside you feeling it move and stretch and imagining what it's actually something to celebrate I, I, I know it sounds weird what but. that baby what that personality is like like you get a feeling of who they well, are even before even they're born. well before they're born yeah. and actually that's where a lot of postpartum comes from is because once the baby's born that the baby isn't the same as how the mother imagined it but it doesn't matter i could never imagine ripping that life out of me and and destroying it and killing it. Like that's just so abhorrent to me because that baby is a part of you. And and Dr. Sherwood talks about in this interview about how a mother has a different connection to her child than anyone else does because you do carry that baby inside you. And even after they're born, they're, they're always a part of you. And this is something I don't do very often, but I'm going to share a personal story because it's just, you want to talk about that connection that you talk you're absolutely right because there's something i found out you know being gone as much as i was in my oldest son's life i i found that there there was no connection with me when i came home and it was because i was gone for like the first six years he yeah, didn't six even know years, who his dad was he didn't even know he had a dad so when i came home and all of a sudden, this guy standing in front of him he's like who the hell is this <laughs> punk? why are you telling me what to do and I, I got to tell you, it, it's weird even to be a father in that situation, even though you know you brought that life into this world, you, you just can't come in and clap down like you, you can't come in and put your foot down. And I tried my hardest to not be a dick, but be a dick all at the same time. You were just, totally a dick. Just to remind him that like, look, <laughs> I get it. I wasn't there. Uh, my bad. I, it's really weird because no, and I, I, I joke about this now, but I laugh about it because I was, I was just watching Dexter. The new Dexter started. 
Oh, jeez. And the new, I, I get it. You're watching serial killers with our 15-year-old? No, he's not watching it with me. But either way, <laughs> long story short, I was watching it because the whole point about it was that, like, the, the kid, Harrison, who was his son, his natural born from his real wife, um, he shows back up in his life. And now all of a sudden he's been dead for all these years. And he finds him hiding out in New Hampshire. It's almost the same thing. Yeah. Because technically... You, you have could, to rebuild the whole relationship. Technically, you could consider me a serial killer. And uh, then I came home. And then <laughs> I've got to figure out how to tell my son what I did. And it's kind of the same situation. Just odd. Yeah. No, I, I get that. Um, but... Without either either way, serial and, killer overtone. I mean, and you are such a dichotomy in and of yourself because you are such a supporter of life, and yet you've taken so many. I, I, I was going to say sent sent so many to their uh, ultimate judgment in front of God. No, they asked for the meeting. I just provided. But them you know what? They they were adults when you got there, uh, or when they got there, and these, these children that are literally being are not. ripped from their mother's wombs, they have no say. Nope. They, they have no choice. And when, when people talk about my body, my choice, and, and we joke as well, you know, what are liberals doing now? Because my body, my choice apparently doesn't apply anymore when it comes to the jab. Kind of like how me too. In, ter- in terms of abortion... It's not my body, my choice. I've always had an issue with that phrase in terms of abortion because it's not just your body. There is a baby. There is a life. It's not a fetus. It's not just a, an amalgamation of, of cells. It's, it's a life. It has a heartbeat. It has a personality. It has a soul. Even th- before it has a heartbeat, it has a soul. By the time you figure out that you're pregnant... It's no longer an amalgamation of cells. It's already past that. Yes. It's already produced life. It has fingernails life and eyelids yeah. and all sorts of little things. Yes. Little fingers. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. It's oh, no. truly it is truly the I, I still have premier miracle in this world. I still have both pictures of the ultrasound done of both of my kids. And I, I will have all three now because I still have them. I still look at them to this day because I remember what it was like when I was like, man, what type of dad am I going to (laughs) be? I mean, oh my God, (laughs) we're about to have a kid. What type of dad am I going to be? But folks, that's kind of what we get into tonight because tonight is all about kids. It's all about kids. This was like, we got into some really dark shit here and even Dr. Sherwood I, I mean, I was throwing out jokes, trying to be funny about it, but he was even like, yes, you're absolutely right. There was a there was a bunch of things we got into that I didn't think he was going to take the way he did. He was like, no, I completely agree. And I was like, holy shit. And it's, it's a hard topic. But again, if you support life over death. If, and- you, if you care about kids, period. I don't care what age they are, whether they're babies or they're they're under 18 it's still a kid the kids don't understand what they're doing i i mean it was funny because i thought about it today when we were watching the uh closing statements for uh kyle rittenhouse Rittenhouse. i was thinking to myself i was like what is he 19 now 18 because he was 17 when it happened he's 18 so let's think about this real quick you have a 17 year old that pulled the trigger killed killed two people um 
And when I was listening to the closing arguments, one of the things I never heard the prosecutor say was that, you know, that he was a kid. He said, no, he's an adult. He killed those people. And it was so, I'm trying to think of the right word for it. It was not like just kind of offhanded. It was so like, look, I'm pointing this at you. You were a kid. You were an adult when you pulled that trigger. You thought about what you were doing. You knew what you were doing was wrong. And I was thinking to myself, how is that possible? I didn't even know what I was doing when I was 23 years old and I was pulling a trigger killing somebody. I didn't know that what I was doing was going to have the effect that it did on me for the rest of my life like it has. And I still did it. I, You know, this 17-year-old kid, he thought he was about to get his head, his brains kicked through the backside of his skull. I have... Don't get me wrong, folks. Yes, I'm a diehard conservative. If he broke the law, I'd be the first one saying I'm going to condemn him. Um, I don't think he broke the law, and I think you're all... I think Kenosha is in for a rude awakening come... I'm almost positive. I'm going to throw it out there right now. I'm calling it right now. It is... uh, What is it? It's about 10.30 on the 15th of November. Two days from my birthday. 16 November. 16 November at about 9.30 in the morning. We're going to get a... I think there's going to be a... Not guilty. Not guilty. I'd say there's a 90% chance that it's not guilty. 10% chance that there's a hung jury. Calling it right now because... And if there's a hung jury, it's probably because one of the jurors took those threats personally. Yeah. Honestly. I I believe that that's what we're going to see. But again, he's a kid. He, He... all I can say is that I hope our kids grow up to have the same kind of shooting discipline that Kyle Rittenhouse had. Hell yeah, because you know what? There was only three people killed. Yeah. And if when it were news, me, I wouldn't have stopped. When the news says that there was 60 rounds fired, that is complete and utter bullshit. Yeah, because they can show every magazine and yeah, no, how many he rounds fired, he fired. He only fired four rounds. Uh, six. Or was it six? I think so, yeah. I thought it was four. Because he fired four shots at in one, and then he, he That's fired right. one at right. the other guy, and then... A, one of the, the third guy. Yep. So yeah, six rounds. Not so six 60, rounds. six. Six, guys. Yeah. That's oh, and by the way, he killed like three white too. people, so it's not a hate crime. Yeah. So yeah. that eliminates so that a, one, too. So a white kid killed three white guys who were trying to well, kill him. Well, he shot three white, white oh, that's guys. Right. He, killed he two. He shot three white guys who were all trying to kill him. So. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, they were both, all, all three of them were convicted felons. And oh, man, they had some pretty hefty rap sheets. Raping kids, doing all sorts of bad shit. Yeah. Long, yeah. fo- long story they, short. They did not support the culture of life. No. But this is where we are. I mean, this is what we do. We're here. Um, we talk about the dark stuff. So you all can hopefully have a lighter day. Um, we try. Yeah. I don't know if we're actually good at it, but I apparently mean, we're I, the hundred, we're 188th not. in Canada. So In on Apple Podcasts. Yeah. So, again. So, folks. Thanks, Canada. Yeah. C-A-N-A-D-A. <laughs> Well, well done, babe. That, that was it. Our four <laughs> listeners ran. They were like, that's the dumbest joke I've ever heard. Either way, uh, folks, uh, again, uh, we'll be back uh, tomorrow night. Uh, no, no, no. No. Maybe, maybe tomorrow night. Well, we'll, on- have, we'll have a show out tomorrow and the next day. And then we are co-hosting on the Red Pill Project on Thursday night. Okay. So Thursday night, definitely tune into the Red Pill Project. Is that uh, we doing a daily? 
I think we're doing the Daily Dose, yeah. Daily Dose? Yeah. All right, so folks, tune in Thursday night, Daily Dose, Red Pill Project. Again, our new sponsor, as you can see in the top right of your, score, uh, of your screen. If Not you're our watching, new sponsor, but our new partner. Sorry, partner. Um, if you're watching on Rumble, it's in the top right of your screen, Red Pill Project. If you go to their website, you can look up Josh and the whole crew. Uh, we've been talking about him for a hot minute. Uh, we met him in Tulsa. These folks we really clicked with. Good group of guys. Love them to death. And uh, I. And apparently Josh is a cousin of mine, like eight generations back. So. Yep. Couldn't be more honored. And right now in the war room where we're at, because we're kind of in, on a war footing, <laughs> we're getting ready for battle, so to speak. Yeah. Um, we will be back to a normal studio eventually, and hopefully this one will be much more high speed because I'm going to try and do some funky stuff with it. We'll see. But we'll, we'll see. Don't, don't. Yeah, it never works out the way I think <laughs> no. it's going. I, I have a picture. I have an idea and of what it's going to look we've like. We've come so far. So we really who have. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe, maybe it'll be successful. Maybe this time. Doubtful. Piss off, bitch. <laughs> You could hear that, but I whispered, and you're deaf. Shit. All right, asshole. Now your laughter is shaking the table. Stop shaking the table, bitch. Either way, uh, enjoy this one, because uh, even Dr. Sherwood got some good laughs in there. So uh, we, we had some jokes. We had some good times. Um, this and this is course, a fun one, though. It, it kind of sucked because the topic was really heavy, but we always try to make light of the topic. So enjoy it. Um, again, and like, share, like, subscribe, share, subscribe, and uh, comment. Redpillproject.com. Go there if you want to find us. If you want to find all of our content, we will be it'll, on. It'll be up soon. It will be on the Red Pill Project uh, along with. Uh, we're going to have another, hopefully, a couple shows coming out. With, yep. um, we'll be on Red Pills TV eventually, hopefully soon. And uh, Josh has got a hell of a show. So if you've never listened to the Red Pill Project. Go listen to the Red Pill Project. Give him a listen. Give him a shout out. Uh, tell him we sent you. And uh, he's going to hook you up. Uh, they have a paywall. Be advised. They do have a paywall. Uh, we will be behind the paywall for some things. But this show this, one. this show will remain free. We This is our primary show. This is what we started. Uh, we want to keep this between me and B-Lynn. And we're going to keep doing it. So uh, it's going to air about twice a week. Uh, we're going to do news and whatnot. We'll try... We might do it. We might bump it up. Uh, depends on what happens with my current job. If my current job says uh, you got to get a jab, well, then I'm obviously going to walk. But um, <clears throat> it all is up in the air. Yeah. Uh, other than that, I, I, I don't know how much more. That's it. Enjoy. Uh, ask for one thing. Uh, just What's that? Just some prayers for my aunt. Uh, she had a stroke. We're yes. uh, pulling for her right now. Um Giant blood clot. Things are looking not great, but they're looking better because now we have the right doctor in charge. So just shoot a prayer if you would. It would be great. Uh, Other than that, though, I don't have much else. No, not going to take it. So, yeah, neither am I. Y'all have a good night tonight, folks. And uh, again, we will be back in a couple days. Thanks for listening. Thank you. And welcome back, fuckers, to another edition of the Patriot Party Podcast. I'm the Mick, and with me, of course, is my lovely, beloved better half. V-Lynn. Hello, Patriots. And today we're joined with uh, Dr. Mark Sherwood, uh, who's here with us again as he's become a normal guest. And uh, how you doing, Doc? I'm doing well. Good to see you guys, Mick, V-Lynn. You guys are awesome. You look beautiful, both of you, as always. Oh, thank you. I always appreciate a good compliment. 
Yeah, um, maybe you don't know. Although but... the handlebars on Mick, I don't know if that qualifies as. Well, oh, he's beautiful too, man. He's a beautiful man. <laughs> this is a uh, no shave November. He almost shaved them money. on Saturday, but we convinced him not to for because it is for charity. So yeah, raising money for the Burt's Firefighters Foundation. Yeah, but uh, maybe you weren't aware. Um, Vilan's pregnant. Come on, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh my God! Yeah. So my heart felt sincere god bless you congratulations that child in jesus name is growing up in the best home with two of the best people ever there you go well thank you i'm uh rather old to be pregnant so it was a bit of a surprise but hey you know it's it it's god not, works it's in mysterious ways us, so. <laughs> all right lord yeah. give my healthy baby in jesus name yeah so we're we're pretty excited about that um but you know it's a scary thing because of course uh, trying to go to the doctor. They want to give me the jab. And I'm like, I wouldn't take it before I was pregnant. I'm sure shit, not going to take it now. Um, <clears throat> so, um, and you know, my last pregnancy was rather difficult and he was rather difficult. So I ended up having to have a C-section. So I'm afraid of having to do that again. I had to have a transfusion. You know, I'm thinking I'm going to have to start donating my own blood in advance just in case that's that happens because I'm scared of the blood supply going in there. Um, it's a really, really, really scary time to be having a baby. And then now with all I've found out about not just the COVID jab, but traditional vaccines, I'm like, don't come near my, my brand new baby, my infant with any kind of a needle. Like you stay away from him. So, uh, it's a scary world to be raising kids, and I feel like they're they're coming after them more and more and more. Very much so. I agree with you. And you look at the um, the history of vaccines. You go back. I, I don't think the origination of the concept of vaccine was necessarily evil, but things took a swift turn for the worse back in the mid '80s, when I believe it was President Reagan signed into law, the Vaccine Protection Act, which made shifted the uh, liabilities from the vaccine manufacturers to the government. How that applies to our kids, Mick and B. Lynn, is that at that time in history, prior to that enactment, we had an average of five vaccines given to children two and under. After that, within a year, I believe, we had the number went from five to 23. So it astronomically increased. And of course, at that time, we saw an interesting phenomenon begin to increase as well. We saw this idea of autism as compared to where it was 40 years ago, about one in 40,000. Today, it's one in 40. And I was sharing this actually on this weekend. We just came back from it's predicted to be by some um, st statisticians one in two by 2050. Now, those are shocking statistics and do i think that it's caused simply by vaccines only as a single cause i don't because i've got other things i could add to that which we should but it's like um th does that uh, provide a, a catalyst moment for that yes i think it does yeah and um i think adhd could probably be you know, lumped in there as well, because we've seen such a huge, huge rise in that. And 
Yeah. No, it's it's not the the vaccines themselves per se. I, I found out so much in doing my research because when I started researching the COVID vaccine, I realized I had no baseline. I had nothing to compare it to because I didn't know anything about traditional vaccines. So I started researching those first, and I was shocked and appalled by what else is in a traditional vaccine like aluminum and mercury and um you know fetal tissue animal dna human fetal tissue i was like this is uh, what are we poisoning our children with oh my god no wonder i'm allergic to vaccines right no wonder my kids didn't get most of them and you said 23 it's now up to 77 yeah, see, that's crazy. 77 vaccines they give them five in one shot literally and they're putting two and three shots in them at a time like they're going into the doctor and they're getting 15 vaccines in one appointment and then kids are spiking a you know 103 104 degree fever and screaming their heads off for three days and then the next thing you know their early talker is just mm-hmm. completely silent and and is non non-verbal and non-community you know like can't communicate anymore so it's yeah that's that's heartbreaking but what's really yeah. really disturbing me these days doc is watching tv i hate watching tv oh, all the commercials <laughs> right Yes. And I saw that commercial from Pfizer. Um, Well, not actually Pfizer, because, of course, I know the drug companies can't put out their own commercials because then they have to list the side effects Mm -hmm. and they're they're not there yet. So um, they're basically, you know, working in tandem with other companies to release their commercials. But uh, the kids that are, you know, the commercial that's telling kids that they're going to become superheroes if they take the covid vaccine. That's that's seriously disturbing. It's it's garbage, you guys, because what's happening is the media has become uh, nothing more than a propaganda, uh, culture changing, population manipulating tool for the elitist to use. And it, it makes me want to barf and it makes me angry because you go back and even look at the way they manipulate the food supply, you know, with Trickster for kids, you know, and and all this mess Um, and all drugs, even look at the drugs. I mean, even the ones that do list the side effects, it is like all this picture of this wonderful, enormously happy life. Then all of a sudden, and it's this calming music and also you get under these side effects and it's like very rapid. The tempo has been picked up triple speed and it's a different tone where you don't pay attention to it. So we become, sensitized to toning it out and it's like we need to take a fresh perspective of this and you know the idea of the origination of vaccines they go back and look at the the concept of it it would take you know 20 30 years to develop because they continued to like um uh, sample it test it boom 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 see how it works and it was it was a pretty good idea when you think about it maybe you could take a small inert amount of a virus you know that was uh, sort of persist in the population that would cause problems if you took that small inert amount and you put it in the body we know the body has this um god um infused god created ability to adapt so the idea was to in, introduce a little bit of an inert inert meaning it won't make you sick you know amount and the body would respond to that adapt to that and would train the body to respond to that if it saw something like that in the future 
I mean, not a bad idea when you think about it. And certainly there's some benefits to perhaps things like polio, maybe measles and stuff like that. But the idea behind it today has become such a money-driven, um, just a pit that you can't trust any of it anymore. And it's the, like you said, 70, is that right? 70 of these? 70, 77. All right. So every time, and I hope the listeners will think through this, that are like new parents thinking about being parents or parents that have some kids that are still in that window, you know, do we want to induce the immune system more than it already is? Do you want to trigger that system over and over and over again? Why do you want to do it? It would be like, you know, you know, Mick, you're a veteran, right? So let's look at this from a uh, sort of a military standpoint. It would be like trying to, you know, the body in this analogy I'll give you is like synonymous with the, um, the United States of America. So here we have the U.S. We want the military in the U.S. to be funded so that it can crush enemy invaders from all aspects, from the sky, the land, the sea, whatever the case may be. We want to crush the enemy invaders. To bring in these vaccines at this tempo is like creating wars that don't need to be created just because you can. And it doesn't mean it's going to make your military stronger. Too many wars too quickly means it's going to wear your military out and exhaust their resources. So when you have a non-created war, something come in you, it's going to cause your system to have to respond. And you might be responding from a weakened militaristic standpoint. And I think if people look at it like that, they're like, ah, that means I don't need to do it as often. Well, now you got to be you got to be careful because um, now you almost sounded like a liberal there because liberals are all about creating war, funding the war machine, funding funding all those groups that uh, the web companies. I mean, that's all a known thing now. Now it's all out there. There's not a whole lot like they used to yell at Bush because oh Bush, you were supporting Raytheon. Yeah, but now we now we've come out and we found that Raytheon actually is owned by liberals and it's like wait a minute but with that though this uh i think the mo- the most scariest point has got to be uh especially when looking at kids especially when looking at this virus with looking at the vaccine and i i actually have two points here first point is is i think the scariest thing that i've seen so far is obviously the sesame street commercial with sanjay gupta and the other wacko uh that was on there um there's a whole whole cnn town hall it was like an hour-long town hall with big bird and oscar the grouch answering questions or some shit i don't know but that was obviously the scariest scariest one because that's like uh putting a cigarette and joe cool the camel mouth and saying hey kids no it's not bad to smoke and joe cool sitting there going oh yeah it's not bad to smoke and you know that that sells obviously that placates the kids um but the fact that we're taking advice from big bird and not real doctors such as the virologist that now is being absolutely and i hate excuse my french here but shit can by the left because oh my god he's coming out against the vaccine um god forbid and then my other point is is the difference in this vaccine as compared to so many others i've had i've been vaccinated i know she's been vaccinated to what she can be vaccinated to my boys have been vaccinated to what they can be vaccinated to how much of a game changer is this one when they how much does this change the 
because you, you have to remember right now they and I'm just educating my listeners. Kids do not produce an ACE2 receptor right now in their body because if they have not hit puberty yet, if I'm correct on this, they do not produce an ACE2 uh, receptor. Is that correct? Very, very accurate in that. In, in general, that's the true statement. So my point is if they do not produce that ACE2 receptor, therefore for their chances of catching COVID are uh, like slim to none and slim just took a long walk off a shore pier. Yes. Okay. That being said, how gen at a genetic level, if they are given an adult dose, let's say, because we've heard of now a little over 850 adult doses being given to kids, court quotes on um, dreaded air quotes on mistake. How bad is it for a child at a genetic level to receive a dose like that? What would that do to a child's DNA? Just out of just questioning, just out of speculation. Well, I think you got a couple things to consider there, Mick, and those are great points to keep in mind. Um, just a quick comment on the first one. How evil is it to use a character that has appealed to kids' education for years, all of a sudden to use that character to create a weapon of manipulation? That is like so evil that it makes me know that it's clearly demonic. Uh, as far as your point about the uh, the children, we go back and look at this thing from whatever strain you want to look at. You know, it doesn't matter. Um, go back and look at it from April 2020 forward. Kids didn't die. There was no lethality there at all. I mean, there is. I mean, we look at it from a 99.9% .9 cure rate, whatever, from adults. But kids is like 99.999, you know, on. Very few. You were more likely to get killed in a school bus wreck than you were from COVID-19. So the, the very idea of thinking that kids need to get the vaccine is completely flawed. Uh, secondly, when kids' adaptive immune systems are beginning to develop as they're young, it is important that they interact with each other, right? They're supposed to be around each other. And, uh, you know, I don't mean this in a crude way, but I'm talking about they're, they're supposed to be trading spit, you know, and touching things and sweat, you know, and being all over each other. That's part of the development of the immune system. My wife says something brilliant um, uh, nearly a year ago. She says a lot of things brilliant, but she said something brilliant that caught my attention. She said, Mark, do you realize the immune system needs to be exercised just like the muscles of the body need to be exercised? That's how it gets strong. And I'm like, Bam. So tell your wife, tell your wife she just stole a line from George Carlin. Because George <laughs> Carlin, believe it or not, um, I was just watching it the other night because one of the guys at the firehouse, he had never heard he didn't know who George George Carlin was. He's a youngster. So we had to introduce him to the guy that said the seven dead uh, seven dirty words and who violated it and got arrested on TV. Yeah. And you gotta remember, George Carlin was not a Republican. He was very much a liberal. However much liberal he was, though, he did believe in freedom. Yeah, that was before the parties flipped. He did believe, yeah. well, that was before the parties became one. That's what I would say. Um, he did believe in freedom of speech and he did believe in the constitution. One of the things he said in his uh, You're All Diseased um, show was that what happens when your body is introduced to something 
as bad as, you know, Ebola, as bad as one of these super viruses. And again, excuse my friends, but this is what he said, takes your organs and turns them into liquid shit. You are done. You have to be exposed to things. And that's something he was like, he was like, look, you have to work out your immune system just like you have to work out anything else. And he, and he made the joke that like, look, at the end of the day, if you brush with all three, all three places. And he said, you know, asshole arms, mouth and teeth. And he said, you know, if you happen to brush with the same brush in all three places, you're going to strengthen your immune system that much. And I was like, that's the same thing. He's saying the same exact thing that you're saying right there, just in a really more crude way. Yeah, and and as far as the point about changing DNA, this is really important for people to catch right here. You know, we we talk about um, the way the system operates, and I've heard people say that when we just when you take the mRNA sort of insertion vaccines, which are not vaccines by definition, that's not how they operate. I just described to people the the real definition of vaccine: inert substance brought in that's not going to harm you to trigger your own body's response. This is actually manipulating our system, inserting it into our genetic code to create the pathogen, to create the problem. So a lot of people think that, well, it doesn't change DNA because DNA is not RNA. But when you look at this equation from a reasonable capacity, we know inside the nucleus of the cells is this double helix bound uh, RNA and it's unraveled to sort of expose recipes from our genes. And when it's unraveled, it's unraveled for intent to create the unraveling of the recipes, to then transfer that recipe out towards the cytoplasm of the cell, outers, so that it can assemble these amino acids to make proteins, right? And so the DNA holds the recipe, the recipe's transferred via tRNA, transfer RNA, to the messenger RNA, which is going from the inside or the outside. The messenger RNA takes the recipe and it assembles it. But there's a, you know, some people say, well, it doesn't go backwards. I don't know about that because there is something called reverse transcriptase, which means that things can go in reverse. And this is true. Just about to ask you about that because tell me something. Why use fetal tissue then? That was first because they have to penetrate the cell wall, correct? It has to penetrate the cell wall. So you can't tell me that it's not going to go in reverse because there is definitely a possibility using the human fetal tissue that it most certainly will go in reverse. And I have said that from the get go. It doesn't make any sense to me for you to say, well, it can't go in reverse. How do you know? No, we're, when we say, when, when anyone, I don't care how many degrees they have, I don't care how many white coats they wear of the other one, it doesn't matter. When we say, any of us say that this cannot happen in the body, even that statement right there, that is a flawed statement because it put us in the position of God and it says that we are superior, we are all-knowing, we are more wisdom-filled than God. That is That is a foolish thing. Look, I've been in this clinic for a long time here where I sit right now, and I've seen some things happen in my clinic. You know, my wife and I, we've seen miracles happen. I mean, we've seen diseases get reversed, and I had no explanation. You know what? I'm okay with that. I get emotional when I talk about that because it's really cool. You know, they think we're so smart, but it's really honoring the intelligence of God. And so to really defer to that 
defer to the omnipotent or the omniscience and the 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 all-powerful source of God knowing he knows everything and his ways are higher than our ways thoughts are higher than our thoughts that Mick V. Lynn is a definition of true courage to me that's the definition of true patriotism because it doesn't come from inside you it comes from really outside you you understand it it gets in you and then you begin to respond to it so these morons these egotistical bozos that say that need to shut their demonic mouths right now because they're making tactical errors and i'm telling you right now and i hope they're listening out there before you turn it off you're messing with an all-powerful god that'll show you who's in charge i would suggest you wouldn't do that just a thought there's a lot there's a lot of things in this world i will piss off uh one of those things just doesn't happen to be that creature i will let that creature rest exactly where he's at and you do you and i'll do me and that's right we'll stay on the same plane well and it, it may be moms that come to save the day because uh you know uh Alyssa milano put out a twitter poll not that i follow her but it kind of made the rounds and she asked if uh, people were going to vaccinate their children five to eleven and it was um yes never or thinking about it and there was like almost 180,000 responses and 93 percent of the people said never so <clears throat> that's that's something but um you know the other the other of course very disturbing thing is uh i don't know if you heard this but they've added uh trimethamine to the children's vaccines which apparently is a, a heart attack drug that you give to patients that are like uh, seriously seriously ill about to die from a heart attack um and it causes respiratory distress and um other serious health issues more side effects actually i think i can answer that one better but yes trimethamine is given as a iv drip and it is given to those who have already suffered a heart attack because normally when you've suffered a heart attack your blood is acting like little explosions all over your body um air uh o2 is popping within your blood your bloodstream your popping your hemoglobin, which is really bad if okay. you've already had a heart attack. Well, they've replaced the saline as the stabilizing agent with trimethamine. Well, and think through this, you guys. I mean, we talk about the idea of myocar myocarditis, right? So it almost appears that they're trying to cover the tracks of something they expect to happen, and they want to prevent it and say, well, now the vaccines don't do that. I mean, it, it, this is not unheard of logic this is very reasonable rational steps that i hope people take and begin to think more for yourself folks begin to listen to logic and quit listening to one-sided propaganda driven um marxist sort of drive of the media it's not okay absolutely so so with, with that the trimethamine um just just because you brought it up the myocard myocarditis myocarditis meaning exactly what that is the liquid filling around the sack of the heart correct yeah anytime you see the word itis like think of the word itis i-t-i-s i mean people would recognize the term arthritis right think of inflammation inflammation anytime we have inflammation let's work through that concept so people can understand it where does inflammation come from? It comes from an induction, something wrong 
from the immune system being induced. The immune system gets induced by, as we know, viruses, parasites, bacteria. It also gets induced by tissue injury. Tissue injury, damage to the heart tissue, right? And then the myocardium, then we get this inflammation after damage. And so this is a, a, a damage that's out of control is a way to look at it. And if I'm not mistaken, I, just so we're clear, myocarditis in a child is uh, the chances of myocarditis happening naturally in a child are like, what, one in 500? One oh, probably less than that. Very, very, very uncommon. And we're seeing this now occur in children all of a sudden. Who, who would have ever thought? I mean, I use this in the analogy that might go back a few years, but people are tracking with this. Those, those have been around, you know, 50 years on this planet or near there. You would have never heard of a, a juvenile type 2 diabetes. You would have never heard that. Yep. Children becoming type 2 diabetic. Well, that's where we are right now with this juvenile myocarditis. Who ever heard of that? Why would we ever have this? Because it was so rare and all of a sudden now it's a thing. And if we don't pay attention, this is gonna be more than a thing. This is gonna be more of those common things that happen just like the frequency of type two diabetes that's occurred. And it's because of us. I mean, they're not the same reasons, but it's still because of us. It's because we trusted the same source to care for us. In both cases, it's the the United States government that knows nothing about health. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. The, what the five scariest words in the English language is I'm from the government and I'm here to help. Um, <laughs> uh, yes. Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan. Yes. Um, but uh, so and, and myocarditis affects kids differently than it does adults, if I'm correct. Right. Like, you know, we're hearing myocarditis in adults. It's from this tends to be mild and it can, you know, recover on its own in a, in a couple of months. But with kids, um, that's that's not the case, right? Like uh, I heard that 50% of kids who have myocarditis die within 10 years. Yeah, I th I've heard statistics from between 25 and 50% of those. And in males, it's been a little bit worse in some statistics that I've heard. Now, having said that, I think, and this is back to our reasonable hats on again, you know, it's so unusual in children, the bodies haven't adapted sort of this ability to deal with that as compared to an adult having more ability to deal with more things, right? And, and that would be just a reasonable, um, not a leap, that's a reasonable step. So that's probably why. Yeah, and well, I mean, that's true. And I, w I would guess that kids that had myocarditis before probably had other significant comorbidities and health problems. So there's no way to track that data now from myocarditis mm -hmm. because it's such a new thing. Um, in Actually, kids, but... that's not a hundred percent because I just read a study just the other day about uh, tension. Um, what is it? Pneumothorax? Pneumothorax. Yeah, but it's called something else. Pneumothoracic. Yeah, it's, it's basically, it's like a pop lung syndrome, except the, the heart has got so much liquid around it that it's actually putting pressure on top of the lungs and it's causing that tension. Wait, and wouldn't that be from pericarditis? Because pericarditis is the swelling of the sac around the heart, right? And myocarditis exactly. is the swelling of the heart itself. Yes.
You're well, right. either way, they're, they, when I they mean, get once, heavy yeah. laying on the on the lungs, I mean, you will have that problem, especially if you're a child and you're always on your back or you're sleeping on your back. Um, also would lead to something else we hate to talk about in the medical community, which is SIDS. And that is another huge, because now you're talking about adding breathing problems to a child well, who's already suffering from breathing problems from something that was injected into their arm. Okay, so here's another scary statistic. Did you know that 86% of um, kids who die from SIDS do it within 24 hours of having a standard vaccination? Wow, that's that's so sad, you guys. And, and I, really? I want to add this one little caveat here that people really need to understand. And I'm talking to all parents, you know, and this is important. Um, we need to understand that we're going to be exposed to things that are going to induce the immune system, chemicals, whatever. That's going to happen to everybody. We live in a, a toxic, pollutant-filled world. We do. And you just can't get away from it. You know, we've talked talk about chemtrails, the whole thing. But the things that we have to control, really, and I'm encouraging all parents to do this, is begin to take inventory of some of the food we're feeding kids and some of the chemicals in that. We, we sometimes don't put that into the equation but the body the immune system is is amazing in its ability to recognize foreign invaders so if we're bombarding that thing right bombarding that body with immune inducing triggers from chemicals and processing and genetic modification from our food supply we are already setting ourselves up for potential failure where anything can tip us over the edge and a lot of people don't know this young mothers out there, and this is good for you, Bilam, if you're going to breastfeed, about 33% of all your toxins go through the breast milk into that baby. So this might be for all mothers right now that are thinking about and or getting pregnant to not put that stuff in the system at all because of the problems that it goes down the line. And so it's a, it's a huge problem right now when you start looking at all this from a panoramic view. I mean, wow. Big, big deal. And, you know, you brought up a great point, too, with that, because I thought, you know, maybe the rest of us would have figured it out. Or I, I thought at least maybe the rest of America would have figured it out with a crack and coke epidemic that took place in this country. Because crack babies are, I've, I've seen them. I've held one. They are, wow. It my, is My cousin is one yes she's adopted she we was were not. we were i i was in the hospital and my my youngest when he was born he uh, inhaled some amniotic fluid on his way out and he said yeah uh he had infant pneumonia he and, was a 10 pound baby in the nicu for yeah, a week yes and like we were walking around looking at all these <laughs> other babies that were literally less than a pound I mean, these babies were tiny and I was like, my son's huge. He's over. They had to go find diapers for him for like 24 hours. They were using like rags because they had no diapers that were big enough for him. And, uh, but I was walking around holding these babies that were just tiny, that were just there. And I was like, this has got to be this, this just can't be right. But when I found out what they were, I was like, holy crap. And that's, you know, and these are the things that mothers pass on even if you're still using this is stuff that's being passed on to your kid that no matter what this child will end up with this drive this want for this drug that it's never ever physically taken but because mom did it when mom was pregnant the kid now wants it and is craving it and they have to wean these kids off of it and it's a it's a scary thought to think that there are still people out there that don't believe that that exists yeah the thing is
you can't wean a baby off the COVID vaccine. Like it doesn't work that way, you know, where if, if that's transmitted through breast milk, which we know it is because there's babies that have had allergic reactions and have died after breastfeeding from a mom who just gotten the vaccine. I mean, right now I can't eat tuna fish and, um, I, I haven't had a drop of alcohol in eight weeks and yet they want me to stick this gene untested gene therapy in my body i'm like you've lost your freaking mind there's no way no now, I- if we have enough parents mothers fathers that will step up at this point i i agree with something you said earlier Lynn, about the um mothers to the rescue you know mothers have a special um bond with children because you carry them for nine months now men have a bond too but it's different it's different so you you rile up a mom that is trying to protect her baby and you get her pissed off i'd rather deal with um a a tiger out in the wild than i would a pissed off mom and um you know this is something that i hope mamas get up a little bit irate at this and step up because uh, moms dads you're the answer right here you're the answer not just to the now generation you're the answer to the future generations and it does get passed on. There is a component, and this is a homework assignment for everybody out there. Look up the process called methylation, M-E-T-H-Y-L-A-T-I-O-N. That process of methylation shuts genes on and off, okay? Now, about 40% of that is heritable, meaning it cannot be changed, as far as what we know, once it's passed on to children. The methylation processes are driven in part by the uh, extrinsic environment and the intrinsic environment of the mom. So, for example, if you have this negative environment, like you just described, uh, both of you described one where the mom is uh, taking in drugs, uh, alcohol, uh, toxins, uh, chronic poisons through vaccines, food, whatever, that gets stuck into the baby into that methylation process that gets transferred down, get this, four generations. Not one generation, four generations. Well, this is fascinating because you go back and look at the biblical concepts, the generational curses, four generations. Isn't that fascinating how it ties in immediately and accurately with that? Uh, These things should be considered with all of our individual lives that we face right now, uh, not just for the moms, but certainly for everybody, this is a this is a very important time in history. I don't hope we I hope we get catch that because for the first time in history now you have a group of people that's not a small group of people it's millions that are like really and truly and I'll use a tag awake. They really are. They're like awake and they're like saying you know what we've been had we've been conned we've been played it's time to do something about this and um and i'm proud of people for stepping up you know you and uh Lynn, you and mick are going to be great parents because what you're doing right now even i heard you you know you said i've given up alcohol for eight weeks well okay that was a great step that was a great step because you care about that baby you care about the next generation and it's not a light step it's a big step and you did that because the world that you live in is not just about you. It's about everybody else. Although uh, 
I haven't fully given up smoking. You know, I, I went to the, I quit smoking cigarettes years ago and I went to the vape, but I'm, I'm kind of hoping for that low birth weight baby since my babies have been, you know, nine and 10 pounds respectively. So I'm like, yeah. you know, I, a, a little, a little less, a little smaller would, would be better this time. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> um, but, uh, so, so one other thing here, doc, they are starting to normalize heart attacks and strokes in kids. And I think that's probably, you know, we've talked about so many disturbing things. I'm using Big Bird and Cookie Monster, who, you know, whomever, um, Elmo and uh, superheroes and whatnot, enticing these children, literally, and that's, that's it. It's, it's coercion on, you know, on a child's level. But when they're, they're trying to tell parents that, it's normal for your child to have a stroke and, you know, watch out for the signs or it's normal for your kid to have a heart attack. That's, that's what I really fear is when they, they yeah. normalize it in parents and parents don't realize they're so brainwashed that they don't understand that. No, this is wrong. This, this yeah. should not be happening to your kid. And, and literally, and I hate <laughs> to say this, but, uh, no joke. I don't know if you watch the CNN town hall with Big Bird and all that, but I did. I had to because I'm, I am going to talk about it. I've got to watch it so I can take it in, so I can tell everybody, hey, look, this is what I saw. One of the things they did say, and this came out of the mouth of Sanjay Gupta, and I've got absolute, I had no respect for the man before. I really don't have any respect for the man now. Um, but literally what came out of his mouth is that a couple of your friends will have some heart problems literally that is what he told one of these Muppets. And I about lost my mind because I was like, a couple? Wait a minute. Kids don't have, if a kid has a heart problem, 90% of the time that I've been there, I've responded to these houses where people have told me, oh, well, my kid's having a heart, that's impossible. If your kid's having a heart attack, he took something, he snorted yep. something, he injected yep. something. I'm sorry, mom. Look, I understand you think your kid is an angel, but guess what really happened, mom? Your kid is not an angel. He experimented with some illegal substance, and this is the reason that he's blue in the face right now and that we're injecting him with our favorite drug to inject people with, except I like it because I get to punch them in the face when they get up and they're angry, but um, we get to hit him with uh, Narcan. Narcan. Uh, but mom looks at us oh well he's an angel no that's that's like you don't In, understand the odds born with a heart defect exactly unless they born missing a ventricle or a valve or something there is literally very little chance of a child having a heart attack or a stroke and there's a lot of people that are convinced well kids can have no 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 they can't they don't not I don't think they understand the science behind it. So I'm going to let you explain that, Doc. But I just get really wrapped around the axle when people tell me, well, my kid got the vaccine and he's fine. No, no, he's not. Well, stay wrapped around the axle because it's, it's already happening. It's been happening for the last 35, 40 years. They've been convincing us that sickness, all sickness is part of life. And life is all about getting sick. You know, they've done this through the idea of, I mean, look at what they've done to our society. They done it to the idea of, of obesity. They did the idea of type two diabetes. They did the idea of heart disease. Already heart disease. Six hundred thousand people every year. Six hundred thousand people. Plaque is normal. I mean, this is like bizarre. How 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 is that how is that possible? By the way, I, plaque. Yeah, yet you don't develop it within no. years. So this is interesting. 
there was a study done on some gangsters that were killed. They were, I believe, 18 years old, between 16 and 18 in California, as I recall. I don't remember the state, but they actually found plaque developed in them. They thought, wow, how cool is that? You know, how did that happen? So plaque develops. We probably can do a whole show on that sometime. So if this is your vessel, your, your, your vessel right here, and we have the blood flow in the center, our vessel walls are surrounded on the inside layer by something called the endothelium. Endo meaning inside, thelium, lining, endothelium. And this endothelium lays in there like a shingled roof, right? And like a house that has asphalt shingles, if you get a shingle lifted up, small particles will come inside, right? Well, small particles and the shingles lifted up is caused by one thing, the standard American diet. And it does both. And plaque now is starting to get built up by damaging the shingles, making the particles small in our, in our blood. It starts in the 20s now. The 20s, that's why you're getting this concept of heart disease going backwards. And that used to what? That used to be what? Thirties, forties, fifties? Oh, I mean, it's totally. always. You go back and look at the nineteen ten ish. Heart disease was down here about number eight, cause of death. Now, and I think pneumonia was number one. Now it's heart disease, cancer. Cancer is going to overtake that eventually. But we're talking between the two, one point two million people every single year die in the United States of America. Our health is so bad that we're borderline bottom of all industrialized nations. We pay more per person than any other industrialized nation. And we have diseases growing faster than our population. One in three children at present are going to be, if we continue this pace, on insulin or some kind of diabetic drug by the time they're 40. It is not okay right now. They've been convincing us that this lack of health or illness or whatever is normal. It's part of life, you know, and, and I'm even fighting back against that. My wife and I are looked at as weirdos, as radicals, as strict, whatever. Um, I mean, we'll, and we, we don't like it to, to people talk about us, but we realize that the cause that we're fighting for is bigger than us. You know, it's not funny anymore. I don't even... I get pissed off at people that make fun of it. Well, you know me, I got my little, I'm like, stop it. You know, you're hurting the whole world by doing that. You're a poor example. You know, I tell pastors, if you talk about um, some sin, you don't talk about gluttony, you know, you need to get off the platform now and get out of the way and bring in a real pastor. You know, I tell doctors that have that on this type two diabetes medicine, medicines and all this nonsense, turn your damn license in. You're not you, you're not even qualified anymore because you don't even believe what you're saying to people. Well, what about this? You know, one of the things I noticed, especially in the military, like one of my buds, uh, one of my buddies, he, good best friend, been friends for uh, going on almost 30 years now. He he came to me one day. He goes, hey, dude, he's like, I got a uh, was a preemptive type two diabetes. Mm -hmm what he's calling it is the precursor to type two diabetes. I was like, dude, you're not freaking diabetic. And he looked at me, he goes, how do you know? I said, well, first of all, you're, you're a little older than I am, but you ain't much. I, I said, I'm one. I said, number two, I said, I watch you eat. I said, just eat healthy. I, I, my, my thing is, is when guys, especially in the fire department, kids, Oh, well, I felt like shit yesterday, dude. I was like, yeah, what'd you eat? He's like, well, I ate like McDonald's and Burger. Oh, God. Need I say any more? Did you eat a good and healthy meal last night? No. Uh, I ate some like crap chips and whatnot. Okay. So eat something good. Um, when was the last time you visited a gym? 
Uh, I'd love to tell Brian Stelter that, but I'm pretty sure he's scared of every gym that he's ever seen. And I'm not just talking about the guy gym either. I'm talking I'm, about I'm like I'm sure he pays guy. for a fancy membership so that he can say he's he goes to a gym, but he doesn't actually attend. I'm yeah. sure he's I'm sure he's one of he those. He looks kind. at it. He's like, wow, yeah. look at that gym. That looks bad. <laughs> he's like, hey, look at that guy. That guy's like Mark Sherwood. He looks like, oh man, I can, oh man, I was looking just like him. No, you don't. Oh, it's funny. <laughs> no, you don't, fella. Good luck with that. But either way. Wow. I couldn't help myself. I'm uh, sorry. Obviously. <laughs> People don't like it. You guys go off. I love that. Really cool. so, um, all right. Well, before we wrap up here, Doc, um, you know, this is this has kind of been this strike so close to home. <clears throat> Actually, hold on. Well, no, no. How was the uh, event? How was Clay Clark's event this yeah, past weekend? Yeah, how was weekend? San Antonio? San Antonio. Yeah, there was probably 7,000 people there in the crowd um, three days in a row. Uh, an amazing crowd, amazing energy. Um, lots of great information went forth. We were so blessed to be a part of that. Um, looking forward to the next one coming up in Dallas in December. Well, I'm hoping we're there in yeah, December we're gonna, because we're going uh, to try and go it to that one. It depends on how quickly our house sells, but we're going to try and go to that one. So, um so, you know, I, I get to spend an hour a day with my teenager, just he and I, as it's 30 minutes for me to drive him to school and then 30 minutes for me to drive him home. And I, uh, I try and actually talk to him in that time, you know, early in the morning, it's rough. And, and in the afternoon, he's a little bit more talkative, but you know, he knows what's going on. Um, and I always like to ask him, you know, how many people did you red pill today on the way home? That kind of a thing. Love it. He knows what's going on in the world. And, uh, but I asked him I, the other day, I was like, well, a, a while back, I said, uh, you know, how many of your friends have, have gotten the jab? And he said, well, most of them. And then his best friend who had been holding out um, or his parents had been holding out and I thought they listened. But the very first time he had to quarantine because he was unvaccinated and someone in his class who was vaccinated, came down with COVID and he had quarantine. That was it. It was, she was like, nope, I don't want to deal with this. So go and get the jab. So, um, anyway, so, and they're, you know, but these kids are probably amongst the most active teenagers in the state of Georgia, to be honest, their school, uh, came in fourth in nationals for the Raider team that they're on. Their football team is one of the top in the state. Um, I, I gotta say, Doc, I'm I'm terrified that my kid's gonna go to a football game on a Friday night, and I'm gonna get a call at like 9:30, say, "Come and get me," because so and so just dropped dead on the field. Yeah, I think we're at that place in time, and um, I pray that this doesn't happen. I really do. I'm concerned that something bad has to happen to get our attention. And I pray it doesn't. I really pray it doesn't. It's like I think of the prodigal son who took all his money early and ran off. He had to hit rock bottom before he realized that he was in a bad spot. And I'm, I'm praying to God that it doesn't happen to some good family out there before they realize, oh, my God, I made a bad decision based upon pressure from, uh, from the government. I'm here to help you. Manipulation. Yeah. And I mean, Germany, they had one, I believe she was 12, maybe 13, one little girl, 
die from the jab and they, they shut down the whole vaccination program for kids there. And I mean, countries across the world are shutting down vaccinations for people under the age of 30, Moderna, Pfizer, J&J, all of them. They're, they're shutting it down because these kids are so affected. It's like, it, it's, it's almost crazy, but then I guess if you think about how it works, it's not that people that are the most fit, the the healthiest are the ones that are most severely affected by this, whereas, you know, the elderly and the infirm seem to have little to no issue, at least for now, um, until the, you know, cancer pops up and gets them. That's that's the big thing I see coming too, especially in the elderly is the cancer, but we'll, we'll talk on that another time. Um, but, but, you know, I mean, these parents, like there was that, that one mom whose, whose child was in the initial Pfizer testing and had a very severe reaction and she made an ad to run on TV. And at the last minute they, they pulled it, they wouldn't let it run. Mm -hmm. So we're suppressing parents telling about their kids stories or, you know, kids themselves, being labeled misinformation for going on TikTok or Facebook and telling their own stories. I mean, how much longer can it go on? Well, I think that's what I've been trying to do. Uh, certainly in a campaign, part of this is humanizing people's stories. Humanize. I'll bring them in there. I'll let them talk on the platforms that I have because I want people to understand and be able to ask them questions, not think it's just some made up thing, but be able to ask that person a question. You know, and this is powerful because, you know, a person going through tragedy, like you just named, Belen, um, they need to be able to tell their story so that they can help someone else avert tragedy. And this is something I think is back to the evilness of using Big Bird. When you are suppressing the tragedy of mankind for the sake of selfish gain, I mean, how cruel and evil is that how cruel and evil and it that it, it's the place we're the place in time in history where it, we can't be nice anymore we can't be nice anymore we have to call things as they are direct straight to the point if it's bs it's bs and i'll leave it at that it's got to be that way and if we don't do that we're exhibiting cowardice and we're part of the problem and you know i i gotta add to that because i don't think americans understand where we're at and that if you look at the time of everything and how history has taken place especially in this country if you remember um and I, it was briefly described in the in the movie the patriot uh the revolutionary war mel gibson movie um they talked about how they were killing not just men but they were killing families. The British had come yeah. here. They were killing families as a whole. They were boarding people up in churches and setting them on fire. And yeah. mm. This is kind of that point. We're at that point yeah. where they are looking to inject your children. This is kind of that point where even back then we didn't have the stomach for it. I don't think anything has changed in 200 and what, 50 years, I, I don't think anything has changed in this country in that time when it gets to kids. I think that still sets, I, you're seeing it now, Loudoun County, perfect example. Um, you're seeing the mama bears, huge. It started out very small knit group with Clay Clark, Clay Clark and your group. I mean, yeah. it started out right there and now it is nationwide. It is all over the place. The mama bears have chapters all, I've seen them. I've been like, holy crap, look at, we knew that. 
we knew them when they were just one chapter. Now they're like 50 some odd chapters. They're everywhere. Um, there's a Mama Bears chapter just here in Savannah. I didn't even know. I was like, holy cow, there's a Mama Bears chapter here. Uh, but either way, Doc, uh, I, I, I just think that people, I, you know, the, the wrapping around of history, I think, is something that a lot of Americans take for granted. And we say that history is going to play itself back out. And I, I, I almost, and I'm scared to say this, but I almost see it happening right now and i'm trying to keep my mouth shut sit in the corner and color because that's a safe place for me and yet you know yet there's still school nurses injecting six-year-olds with the covid shot during school hours and the six-year-old saying my mom said i'm i'm not allowed to get this shot and the nurse is giving it to her anyway so um you know we we got it homeschooling our kid i think was the best our little one is the best decision that we've we've made in uh in a long time uh, on top of long decisions a lot of decisions and that's that's really that's all i can say is pull your kids out of school because homeschooling is great and easy and uh if you can make it work there's all kinds of homeschooling communities popping up all over the place so until we can get people like you in doc and Dr. Candace in to, you know, fix the school system so that we can be assured that our children are not going to be injected with poison while they're supposed to be learning and not being indoctrinated, then, um, yeah, we got to, we got to take it matters into our own hands. So, so what do you got coming up, doc? Where are you going to be? Where are you talking at? I know you were at Clay Clark this weekend, but where are you going to be this coming week? I'll be for anybody in the Oklahoma area. I'll be in a town called Paul's Valley on Saturday, and then I'll be in a town called Enid, Oklahoma, on Sunday. And looking forward to both of those. But, you know, I, it's just an honor to be with you guys, honestly. And I really hope that, uh, you know, we keep this movement going. I want to encourage everyone out there to be strong, uh, hold the line. Uh, I realize that we're in that 1775 moment. Um, be some of those colonists right now. Be that person that's willing to sign your name on that line and say, I am going to be a part of a movement to stand up. And just because we really didn't talk anything po political this yeah. podcast, I just want to ask you this one question because I did notice this come out. The National Guard came out in yeah. Oklahoma, said, nope, we're nope, not in the backs. Uh, have we heard? I, I know that the government came out and said, oh, they will be dealt with accordingly. Yeah. Have we heard anything that happened to your, okay. So just still so you're pending, still pending right now. Okay. So it's still pending. All right. So I, I'm really impressed by that guy. I, uh, I'd love to serve under him because that's the type of guy that I would love looking out for me. And just so people are aware, that was the commander of the national guard, not the sitting governor. Correct. The state. That's right. And the big deal was the governor, he wrote the, the Pentagon said, could we have permission? You know, he asked, requested permission i mean really and the the brigadier general in oklahoma said no we're not going to ask permission we're just not going to do it and you know and again i am honored that i'm with you mick that guy man's got some courage awesome but wouldn't it have been better wouldn't it be better if a governor stood by and said i'm with you dude that's what i'm saying exactly would that you my would point. you do that i will do that i'll lead the way there you if go. Your general's not going to do it. He's out. Hey, if you're listening to Oklahoma right there, you just heard it. Your new your new governor just said it. He said, look, I'll stand with the guy. And guess what? He's not going to get charged. He's not going to get 
trouble. He will be in charge of the troops of Oklahoma and the National Guard in Oklahoma. Exactly. Yes, sir. All right. Well, always a pleasure having you on, Doc. Um, hey, you have two Red Pill prog uh, Project podcasts. You know you do now, right? You do all know, you guys and then Josh. Cool, yeah, man. I can't just, we're under the Red Pill now. We we've uh, Josh signed us, so we're yep. We're with Josh now, and I love it. And he's a great guy, and oh, I know he's you know him. Great. Yeah, so you guys, I look forward to both both being guests on both, and uh, I have some of the best times of my week are getting to chat with you all. Well, it turns out Josh and I are cousins like seven or eight generations back. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it, it took a whole Saturday night of sitting around. Yeah, and drinking. We were drinking. About family. She I wasn't, wasn't drinking. drinking but I, I got to drive, thank you, yeah. at 4.30 in the morning home from Josh. For you. But, um, when but, I said, yeah, uh, we there's a sun coming up over the rec Rockies, and Josh was like, yeah, what is that? That's that bright ball. I was like, yeah, that's been <laughs> a while. Yeah. You guys are awesome. Anyway, so it was no wonder that we all hit it off so so quickly. So no kidding, right? Yeah. All right. Well, we'll uh, we'll talk to you again in a couple of weeks, uh, Doc. We're looking forward to it. Can't wait, you guys, and I hope you all have the best day ever. And uh, Belen, congratulations, you and Mick, on that baby. I'm so Thank happy you. for you. I can't wait to see that baby time. grow up. See who it mostly looks like. <laughs> Fourth of July, baby. Yeah. Fourth of July, baby. Come on, I love it. What better yeah. time than? Independence Day. That's exactly, exactly right. All right. Well, we appreciate it, Doc. You have a great day and enjoy. God bless. And uh, we will talk to you later. All right. God bless you guys. Bye, sir. Yes, sir. Bye-bye.